sophisticated little lady Got her own things, own jack, don't brag You a fine pretty lady, got me going crazy Wondering can I spend all night with you baby Smile that'll move you, don't ever wanna lose you Cause she's so fly, we keep it sky high Hey, what's good? What's good? Welcome back to the Tough Block Podcast. You are back on the block. Welcome back to the block. Yes, sir. And today we got our very, a very, very special guest returning to the show. Returning to the block. Yes, sir. Professional heavy. Back on the block, baby. (laughs) All the way from North Carolina, MMA heavyweight, great, very own, too strong. Taylor, how you doing, brother? What's good, fellas? How y'all doing, man? Good, good. Oh, we're doing great, man. Yeah, doing good, doing good. Hey, we appreciate you coming back on for real, man. Just, it, 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 you were one of our very first guests. You know we had to run this back. Yeah. Well, yeah. We've been trying to get – if I if, if it wasn't for COVID-19, I'd be in Vegas right now doing this live. Um, so, you know I'm what I'm saying? We, we, we had to do it right. At least we could use the Zoom here. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me come back on and be a part of this. This is – this is one of my favorite podcasts to, to listen and watch nowadays. And so I appreciate just the opportunity to get back on here and uh, spread the love, man. You know what it is. Hell yeah. Bro. Hell yeah. It was... We appreciate it. We appreciate it all, man. Just the sport and everything, bro. We ready. TST Nation. We in here. Was... Let's go. You know the vibe. Right. And then I'm your other host, DJ, other half of the Tough Block podcast. And then uh, we also got my boy, Mari. What's up, Mario. y'all? Thank you, man. Appreciate that, uh, Dalton coming back, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm the other half of the Tough Block Podcast, Monix. And let's jump right into it, bro. So, uh, with this, with uh, COVID 19 going on, how has uh, training been for you, brother? Uh, let's, let's, you know, I'm probably seeing for a lot of fighters, it's been very difficult because gyms are, you know, very essential to us, but it with it being the way it is, different states and how they have the regulations for their businesses to open. Gyms are like the one of the least recognized essential businesses. Right. And so a lot of the gyms are closed and a lot of us, you know, like for me, my, my understanding of it is, you know, I have to take care of my mom and there, there are certain reasons why I can't really go to the gym, but I try to get out there as much as I can, or I try to do something at home. So it's been super tough. Um, but honestly, right now, our, our my main concern right now is my teammate who's fighting this weekend, uh, Hannah Cyphers. She'll be fighting Mackenzie Dern. Uh, tough fight, but, you know, Hannah's got some, uh, got some tricks up her sleeve. But uh, uh, my coaches are up there. My teammates are up there. And, and they're getting ready to go ahead and go to war uh, on this uh, Woodley and Burns card uh, wow. for the fight night. So we've been trying to just make sure that she gets everything she needs, keeping the gym closed, make sure she's safe, make sure she's healthy. Um, but basically, it's been just trying to, you know, wake up in the morning and, you know, get your Rocky on running the hills in your neighborhood and, and doing push-ups and, and, you know, all the gyms are closed. So it's very difficult to get the equipment, but you know, right now is the testament of who really wants it. You know, I think um, it's, it, it, it is what it is. We just have to take it on the chin and move forward and understand that at, at some point um, you have to just be grateful that 
I, I'm very grateful that I get to spend time with my family, um, get to take this time to really do some soul searching and really figure out what you really want in life and make sure that you're on that path. I think that a lot of people look as a difficult thing and of course you can, but I think the optimistic part about it is, is how you view it, right? It's not necessarily what happens to you, but how you react to it. And so um, this is very difficult. I'm not going to lie, but you know, it's how you react to it. I think is the best opportunity that I can and use it as right. Take this time to search within myself. Sometimes you'd be like, for me, I was so caught up in the, in the, the life, you know, that I never really took time for myself. There's some things that I just put into automatic and just let do its do. And, you know, for sometimes that's, that's good, but you might miss out on the journey. You know, I think everybody, when they, when they think of their path and what they want to do in life, they, they don't think of the middle, right? They think of the beginning and then the end, like, oh, how this is going to start where I'm at and then where I would like to be. And I think the best thing that I've realized throughout this journey of life in, in MMA or just life period is that the best things are going to be in the middle, right? Where you get to learn, experience, see the growth by, you know, search within itself to find out who you truly are, you know, because when it's done, it's done, right? When I become the UFC heavyweight champion, when I go to Hawaii and defend it for my fifth title and I retire, it's done, right? Like in the in-between, you know, there isn't much else, you know, I'll be able to get the reminisce, but, you know, I I, want to focus on living right about now and taking advantage of, of the right now because you never know what could happen the next day. I mean, I'm pretty sure three months ago, four months ago, none of us ever thought this would really hit us in the way that it did. And so um, just taking that and looking back at, you know what, taking this time to, you know, get better mentally, physically, emotionally, and even spiritually, you know, um, taking the time to get better all around. You know, you're going to see who's really who when this is all done because America is going to be extremely different when this is over. So I think not just America, but the world in general is going to be different when this is over, when it's truly over, 12, 13 months from now, right? What is it going to be like to go somewhere? You know, what is it going to be like to take your kids to school? What is it going to be like to go to an event? What is it going to be like to go to a restaurant and sit down? And are we going to continue with the, the habits of cleanliness? And, and, you know, are we going to continue with the habits that, that or prevent and keep us safe in these times? You know, I think a lot of people thought they were clean until you got to wash your hands now, you know, especially as boys, you know, let's be real. <laughs> My mom used to get on me a lot, man. Look, man, <laughs> you know, but now I think the importance of it, not just for ourselves, but our children and our families and our communities, the um, cleanliness and, and taking care of our communities and, and, and try to get to a point of prevention before we have to do something, you know? Sure. Um, so for me, that's kind of what it been. I know that's a long answer for a, a small question, but um, no. that goes to show kind of how I've had to deal with, not training because or training at such a limit you know i actually i appreciate more the gym and my coaches because i realized that this saved my life and Mm -hmm. you know when you get caught up in the lifestyle you forget right this fighting saved my life honestly if i didn't have fighting i'd be dead you know just because of the nature of what it does for me and what it does mentally for me what it does psychologically for me you know, I think this is a lot of people, this is what keeps people sober. This is what people keeps people healthy. You know, like, honestly, if I didn't have to eat healthy because I was a fighter, <laughs> I'd be throwing down a Mickey D's right now. Right? Real, sweet tea, McChickens, back sauce. <laughs> I can't, though, you know, because I got I to, I'm probably looking to fight sometimes as soon as it's over with in July or August, definitely September. I got a lot of options right now. Um, 
but you know, fighting saves a lot of lives. So it's difficult to see, but I know we'll get through this as long as we stick together and we work together in our communities and, and stand by our gyms and by our coaches and understand that this is really hitting them because the way they make money is if we go to the gym and if right. mm-hmm. they, we don't go to the gym, they don't make money. I'm pretty sure, Monix, you understand how this is in the Gracie gym. Right. You can't train, man. Like, yeah. what? You know? Yeah, so. they um, they turned all of our classes virtual for now, which is which is cool that they're doing that for us, but it's still not the same, you know? So that's I, that's I definitely that's feel you, bro. It's it's tough. Yeah, man. Definitely. I just want to go – I want to go back to what you were saying with, like, about being in, like – being aware that you're in that middle part some people they don't they don't realize that all until it gets to the end and then it's too late they're like damn i just missed all of that or there there some people are, are way too too worried about the hustle and bustle just trying to get to the end first and not enjoying that middle part you know and um or or sometimes yeah. some people they 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 lag or they they stay too long on that that mentality that the beginning was too hard i think they missed the whole middle yeah, and I, I think that's very important. That's you know, true. and it, it's very uh, self-aware of you. It was for real. Guys, too, man. I mean, I think that's the best thing about what I've been able to gain over the years of knowledge is, you know, uh, situational awareness. You know, um, surrounding, understanding your, how aware are you around around your surroundings and what is and what isn't. Uh, I went through a lot in life, and I'm grateful for the struggles that I've been through because those are the things that allowed me to be able to have this kind of understanding or wisdom in a small sense to be able to appreciate the small things, you know? Um, Anybody who knows from the last podcast, the the struggles that I've had to go through with losing my wife um, and and now my mom is kind of sick and stuff like that. So, you know, being appreciative of life, you know, we all have a time, you know, we all have things happen for reasons. Everything that, everything that ever is will end good or bad, you know? Um, so you have to really take the time to appreciate that. Like, you know, I, 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 I've seen it throughout my mom's life, just like seeing her put it in automatic and go, you know, for some things like taking, I mean, I, honestly, no, I don't, I would I'll take that back a lot. Everything that I can experience, I do want to, even those plane trips. Like I was super excited about the plane trip from here to there because it's a experience, you know, I, I've probably flown around 30 times in my life, you know, um, and I never really get tired of it because I love flying, but it's an experience every different time. You know, I get to go to this airport and as you continually learn, like first trip, it sucks probably. You're like, oh my God, my feet are uncomfortable, things like that. And, and the little things, but then as you continue to go, you kind of become a pro. Like, oh yeah, I got my head, I got my food, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look like a, a, a smart, cool guy. You know, um, I think the last time I'd flown from LA to back home, uh, I think about two years ago, um, you know, I, I had some money in my pocket and things like that. So, you know, I was like, let me see what it's like to be one of the guys that's at the bars, you know, the bars that be at the airports. You know, I, I got my little, I don't even drink, you know. I was like, let me go ahead and get a ginger ale and some lemon inside. Make it look like I'm doing something. And I felt it, you know. I might have slipped up and, you know, had a little something in there. But, you know, uh, it was an experience. Still, it was an experience, right? That, that one sure. little thing didn't kill me. And, you know, at that time, I'm, I had just lost my wife. So a little something might have helped, you know. Um, but I got to, I got to talk to somebody, introduce myself and, you know, educate him and not educate him, but tell him who I was and things like that. He got the chop, follow him on Instagram and things like that. He's one of the guys that buys my shirts and and supports me all the way back in LA, you know, just by meeting with that small interaction and experience. Right. It's all like, I learned that from Gary V is like every opportunity is there for you. You just have to take it. Right. It's either you versus that opportunity. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I'm never afraid to talk to people now because you just never know. And I'd rather shoot. And if I miss, for sure though. But if I shoot 100 times, I'm guaranteed hitting at least 45. Right, so if I'm 45 from the field, <laughs> you know, if my batting average is 400 right now, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? The more you shoot, the more you make. You know, if I shoot 10 and I make three, all right, that's 30. But if I shoot 100 and I make 30, that's 30%. That's, that's a bigger difference in the, in the long term of things. Um, and you never know. One of the things, I, 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 it's less about me benefiting from someone. It's more about somebody being able to benefit from my story or any of the trials I've been through. You know, you never know who could be battling what. And a lot of times I come across people like, wow, you would never know by the way you talk, act, and, and, and present yourself that something, you, you've been through stuff. But I, right. That's the difference, right? I want to be able to give people, especially young kids and people coming up, that, you know, it's not what happens to you truly. It's really how you react to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been through too much and been taught too much and, and been loved and believed in too much to, for me to, to fold. I ain't never really been that type. I was at some time in my life, but I ain't never been perfect. But right. something I do understand is, is growth and being better. If you knew better, you should do better. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, and I want to just make the people that put stuff into me, energy into me and love and thought into me, I want to make them proud. So at the end of the day, I, can't, I ain't got no excuse why I didn't do right because I knew better. Hell yeah, goddamn, Moose. Bro. Man, you hit us, <laughs> you, you hit us with lessons every time, man. Oh, man. Hey, I feel like the kid. I feel like the kids. The kids got quiet, too, so I think they listening <laughs> in. That part. That part. Yes, sir. Hey, 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 all love, thoughts, and prayers to moms, too, man. Yes. Yeah. 100%, bro. Oh, yeah, she a thug, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like. You know, uh, this is my biological mother I'm speaking of. You know, like I said on the last podcast, my, my adopted mother, Naitongo Iona, had passed away uh, from cancer as well. So it's tough. But at the end of the day, I know that the universe wouldn't put me through it if I, he didn't understand I could. You know, like there's a reason why. And like, mm -hmm. I'm going to die. It's okay. I've accepted it. Bruce Lee said it himself. Like once, you, once you're willing, willing and understand that you're going to die, it frees you. And, I, I, and I've really <laughs> taken to that and really accepted that I'm going to die. And it's okay. Like, it's yeah. truly okay. Because guess what? It makes my mama's cooking even better. You know what I'm saying? It makes <laughs> me on, that, on this podcast even more lit. Right? It even right. makes when I'm knocking somebody out in the ring. It just makes it so much better because I live for now, not for then. You know, I think that's a right. lot of things. You know, I, I can get on another podcast and, and, and get on another podcast and say the same thing. It's never going to change that. It's the experience, and I think there's a lot of people that I can relate it to, to religion, spirituality, whatever, that you know, one thing I see a lot of people do is they live for the after, right? Yeah. They get so focused on when I die, I'm going to go to heaven, and I'm going to live the life that I should live. How do you know that? How can you really approach that thought process? Are you going to be a human? Are you going to have emotion, feelings, a hand, taste, mouth? Like, not everybody heaven is the same. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm waiting to go. I'm waiting to go up there see my girl. You know what time it is? <laughs> right. I, need, I need a couple. My I need some crab legs, some seafood. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to hit some of that CBD without the CBD in it when I'm when I'm done and gone. That and part. that's a good day for right. me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's my heaven. I'm not really a. I, I like all the fancy stuff, but when I get to heaven, like. I don't know, and, and I think that's a, a thing to think about with young people coming up, and even adults now, people, anybody who's whoever's listening, right? Right. Is that what's the point of living for after in the afterlife? You don't know, right? So live now because this could be a, like, real with you, this might be it. You know what I'm saying? This might be hell, heaven or hell. You know, because at the end of the day, you get choice, man. This is freedom. Like, 
when I wake up, I, I get to choose to be on this podcast, which I love being on. I'm so grateful for it. Right. You, you guys wake up every morning and say, you know, we're going to do this podcast to uplift the poly community um, and, and do better for us and pro provide something for us because we can for us. Right. So mm -hmm. that's a choice. Now, I, I could only imagine waking up and being a slave. Wow. What? Damn, couldn't bro. be me. You, Damn, you know, bro. it couldn't. I, I could not imagine. You know, think about it now. Like life has been taken away from us in such a way. It's the, the deepness and the understanding of it is like. We fighting over teller tissue, you know. Yeah. We 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 got a people got to stay in the house. Yeah. Mm. People used to beg to be in the house, but now it's like you begging to go to a restaurant. Like I'm, I be running away to Walmart because Walmart like the mall. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Target. For real, bro. Oh, for real. You want to take a nice girl somewhere? You taking a Target right now? That's that <laughs> shot. Not <laughs> the girl you don't really care too much about. You you could you could take her to Walmart and do the stroll. You know, right, right. Hey, Ross well, just some Walmart, some Walmart's got McDonald's in them, so you might be cool. So, yeah, you know? yeah, but the, but the, the Target's got the Starbucks. <laughs> you know, that's already, ladies love their Starbucks. That caramel macchiato yeah. go a long way, Flair. <laughs> and and if you want, and if you want, if you want to practice on hands, just go to Ross. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> see, we don't got Ross out here. We got food lines, so I, I definitely see that. It'd be some foods, oh, yeah. and I'd be like, man, why? Wow, I'm here right now with them, but you know, it's got to be better, you know? Already. Already. So, uh, speaking, of, speaking of restaurants, how is your restaurant? How is all the food business coming from uh, TST? Man, look, ain't no business. Ain't no business yeah. right now because, you know, because I, I do it out the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do it, mm. I, 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 I cater. So, it's like, it's tough, and I do it out the trunk, meaning in the garage, you know, like like um, a lot of the cats in L.A. that, that do it like, you know, like, um, let me see, Taco Mel and that kind of style. Like, you know, you started in the hood first, and you started to get it like that. I mean, for me, it's easy, but that was my – and I liked it because it still gives me freedom to do what I want to do. At this right. moment right now, I don't feel like I have the necessary time, freedom, or financial um, – ability to to have a storefront at the moment i want to but you know it's all about patience and, and putting th things priority and like you know i'll have time for that i'm not i'm never going to be you know this age again you know um so for yeah. me the, the food business i'm still going to get it cracking for sure we're going to still get mm -hmm. it right but it, it, it's on hold right now due to covid you know like honestly right now if i didn't we'd be selling plates like crazy right now i'd be getting people hitting me up like you know when are you going to be say. back and i'm like man it's tough because i can't i don't Look, if I get somebody, if I don't want to be held responsible for somebody getting sick, that's a very dangerous yeah, thing. And you bro. people got kids. 100%. So I'd rather, you know, six P's, proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. I'd rather play it safe right now because at the end of the day, you know, people's lives are more important than my pockets, you know? Right. True. God got me. Yeah. I ain't tripping about it. That's so cool of you to say, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just smart. You're coming from a wise man. Um, right. But I am going to ask, so you had a lot, a lot, a lot of fights that, that were canceled even before COVID-19. And then your, your, your latest one canceled on YouTube. What, fight, what fight dudes is coming up, man? What, what, what can we expect, man? And explain a little bit about the frustration of having to do with something that you don't have control over. No, not at all. Where you already went uh, through camp and everything. It's like... You know how you get in trouble in school and they call your parents and you got to go home and wait for the butt whooping? Yes. 
but they don't get home till late. So you go to sleep and thinking like everything is cool, but you still wear extra clothes and underwear just in case. <laughs> and then you get home and they just forget about it and you go to sleep. Yeah, it's like that. You get like you preparing for it all. Like, man, all right, here we go. And then it never happens. And then you wake up the next morning and they, for, they remember, you know? Um, it, it's kind of like that. It, it's very tough for me because I need it, for one. Like, I can't really say too much is confidential. But I will say this. Where I'm trying to get is where I'm trying to get, they're waiting on me. Not like, like I'm not even, like, eligible in what I'm saying. If I, if I could be eligible, I'd be where we all want me to be. Does that, does that kind of thing? But things are confidential in the sense where I can't really fly snitching right now. Hey, I got goosebumps, dudes. I got motherfucking goosebumps. I'm dry snitching. Like, (laughs) it's tough. I've had five fights pull out. And it was crazy because the last time I was on the podcast, I was getting ready for my my last one. And um, that one went through and, you know, I put the pause on the blo- I put the pause on play. Yeah, you did. Like, in, in a way that I was surprised I even put the pause. He was six five, <laughs> had a big mouth, pillow talking, all that. Like I talk for sure, but I was I just looked at it like this ain't this ain't even I'm a this ain't even like that. Like it's, this ain't that. So I'm not gonna waste my time and energy because my character gonna speak loud. Mm-hmm. My hands gonna definitely speak. Um, and you know, I went in there, uh, did what I had to do. Uh, I didn't really, I wanted to knock him out. Of course you always want to knock somebody out, but I want the cage time. I want the cage experience. I want to practice certain mm-hmm. things, try out certain things, uh, get the feel of the cage because this is where you get to practice for your job, right? This right. is where I get to practice for the UFC. I don't get a, once you get to the UFC, it's harder to stay in, in the UFC than it is to get there. Right. So I'd rather be, I want to be ready when I get there. So this is where I can try and practice things and work on certain things. Like that's how you get better to me, especially in these situations. So uh, I still went in there and did a, a swept them like, you know, uh, like bad. Um, I felt bad for him <laughs> after he was, a, he, he, his, his true character came out. Um, it was night and day, um, but I would expect that. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 understood what he did, and you know he, he was a great guy. And he uh, he even came to me and was like, "Man, you really it was a humbling experience." And you know, um, I felt bad because I know I gave him a couple concussions, and like I felt pretty bad. Great dude though, shout out to him. He was a great dude. He took it like a champ, you know. Um, but I had an opportunity. I was a little bit disappointed because you you want to not finish somebody, but. After watching it over again, seeing some things, and I was like, okay, I'm glad I got to because I got to see some of the things that I was doing that a higher level guy might take advantage of. And there were some things that I was proud of that um, uh, I might need to redo or fix. Um, so it was a great experience. Uh, the, city went, the city went crazy. The TST shirts was out there. Uh, it, it was amazing atmosphere. Uh, and so when after that, I became number one. I became number yeah, one in uh, the state of Carolina. Uh, I think I was already number one, but I think I solidified mm-hmm. number. No one really compete with that. Uh, I became number eight in the in the, in the country. Uh, went from like twenty fifth or something like that as a heavyweight uh, to number eight. Um, yeah, so dude, it was dude, a big boom. Dude. Now, now everybody was like, "Who's this guy?" Then boom, I I, I signed with uh, my my uh, management company now. Uh, uh, shout out to LCA. 
um, the same management team that's under Hannah Cyphers. That's, you know, kind of how we became teammates. We trained before, but now we're kind of a big team. I got with a new gym. Not that my old gym was pretty bad or nothing like that, but um, I need to be with a fight gym and, and coaches to focus on me purely as a martial artist and, and things like that and see, got around the best guys. One of my teammates is also going to be fighting soon, Jamie Pickett. Um, he fought Punahele last year on the uh, – Soriano. He didn't yeah, lose. However, yeah, he did, he did lose to Puna, but he did tear um, some ligaments in his leg, like, first round of the fight. And it was just a, a lot of health issues that happened that was just, like, freak accident type of things. Uh, the guy's a freak of nature. One of the guys I looked up to coming into the MMA scene, MMA scene in North Carolina, guy's an absolute monster. Um, he's getting ready to get a, a shot. I won't, you know, dry snitch. I'm dry snitching, but, you know, he's getting ready to do some work coming up in, uh, I think, that, you know, in, in, in July, you know, um, with the big dogs. Um, and and he, I, I believe he'll he'll make do on his promise of, you know, getting into the big show. Um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of other teammates, um, Bruno Oliveira from Brazil. I mean, God, I mean, our team is pretty stacked. We're, we're like the underdogs right now that nobody knows about, but we're the quiet storm that's coming. Um, and I'm the baby out the group, you know, right. <laughs> I'm the biggest yeah. and, the, and the baby, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, we got a lot in store for people. And, you know, for me, even though I think guys, a lot of guys are hearing about me and I'm, I'm fighting the best guys in the world now. Uh, I'm looking, I did have a fight. I had five, a lot of title fights. All majority of my fights now are going to be either top contender, number one fights to out of the state or title fights. Um, I've got about four title fights lined up. I mean, I would have probably fought four times already if nobody Dang. pulled out or COVID, you know, I probably would have had about three belts, you know, probably ranked top one in the, in the world, in the country. Um, if, but at the end of the day, don't like, I, I, don't, I care, but I really don't because my biggest main goal is being the best in the UFC, being number one. I could care less about being, I'd rather be the crappiest guy out of the UFC and, once, and in the UFC be number one, you know? I can't chase the crumbs. You know, it feels good, right? You know, especially for me, I've, I, I think it's my biggest accomplishments in life. You know, I, I was never that guy on the football field as much as I would like to be. And, and you know, sometimes you got to tell your ego to shut up. And, you know, everybody feels like they were the man on the field, but I truly wasn't. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of guys I played with that were uh, on the court. You know, I was nasty, and I'm, I'm still a little nasty on the court now. But, you know, there's a reason why I'm in the NBA and things like that. But um, this is where my this is where my passion is and my destiny is, and it's, it's blooming. Like, I don't have to try. Hell yeah. Honestly, it almost feels like I don't have to try to be good. And I'm blessed, and I'm I'm thankful to the universe for like even allowing me to be a, a great fighter. Like, you know, like it, it's such an understatement too. When you when you go into your passion and when you go into your destiny, it becomes almost like I love it, and it's so easy, right? Football was hard, man. I like not that it was hard, but it was my passion then. But it was like I didn't fall in love with everything, you know. And I was young, and, and I. I, there's a lot of could have, should have, but I, it didn't, right? Let's be honest here. Uh, we shared, we were on the football field together, you know? Right. You definitely were a lot better than me. I would say <laughs> that. Um, Barely. I didn't. I didn't it was a sack dog, you feel me? <laughs> uh, yeah, but we had competition. We were, you know, it was a sack dog life. So, you know, already all the it was sack. So, mm -hmm. I ain't really tripping. Yes, sir. Oh, that's like the Alabama Juco world, you know? That's like the. 100%. Miami used to be. That was like the USC. Like, if you went to sack, you was that guy, you know, you, you big dog. or you was yeah. maybe that you could try to be that guy. You know, those are the schools you went to Butte or, you know, but um, yeah. in, in all reality, back to, to the fights pulling out, things happen for a reason. And I understand the universe has this plan. So at the end of the day, maybe it just takes me a little bit of time. Maybe I would have got to the UFC now and not been ready. 
You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not ready. I am ready, and I'm not ready. I'm be humble. Be so much better. I barely scratched the surface, though. Yeah, like, bro. that's how Hell that's how yeah. it feels. Let me be humble and say this: like, when I get there, I'm gonna be ready. And and it's, I'd rather get there and flow and not and break records do everything versus get there now and be having to struggle, lose some fights. No, I don't want that. I want I want the sweet, creamy center. I want the all in all. I want the gold. You feel me? Um, I want to represent for our community yeah. and our people. You know, we deserve it. You know, um, especially Hawaii, man. Coming, you know, I was on a podcast a couple of days ago for one of my guys in Hawaii. And uh, it really means a lot to have a heavyweight champion in the Polynesian community coming from the small town I come from. Sure. Manala, one way in, one way out, you know it's almost reminiscent to Conor McGregor and his small area of where he's from and how he's just going to say that. So for me, it's like, they talk about Ireland. Yeah. But when they see us Polynesians, I'm talking about Polynesian, like I'm tired of Irish people, right? It's just like Asian, like just different parts of Japanese. Like we are a people, Polynesia is a people, right? You got the, of course you got Hawaiians, Samoans, like Tongans, Fijians, you know, uh, Melanesians, all kind of Tahitians, like everything. When we come together, like if you ever go to, uh, you guys are in Vegas, so you guys know when in the sevens tournaments and rugby, and all the Polys you see yeah. out there, you go to LA, you in Carson, you go to the Poly Fest, like Polys do it. Like we really yeah. do it. So what I'm excited to see is like, and you know, I'm kind of, just keep it real, I'm like, I'm kind of hood. I'm elderly too. I'm, I'm black too. So <laughs> I get the best of both worlds. But you know, I'm also a Filipino. I got, I'm a bunch, but you know, I want to be the people's champ. I want to be, you know, I want to be like The Rock. I want to be like Muhammad Ali. Like, I'm not going to be like Conor. I could talk, but I'd rather talk smooth, you know, like butter, mm-hmm. you know? Like like in the movie Baby Boy said, there's guns and butter in this world, you know what I'm saying? So in that reference, I'm going to be the guns, but I'm smooth there like you butter, know, like, <laughs> like Ali, and be able to have a mouthpiece and talk. But, you know, um, we are a, an amazing people, and I can't wait to, for the world to see, you know, just like in the NFL, when Troy Palomalo, Ray Maluma, and, and you understood the volume of percentage of Polynesian athletes versus the amount of every other um, different culture of who was in the NFL. And we had, for the amount of people we have as a whole in, in, our, in our culture versus everybody else, we have the highest percentage, you know, um, especially Samoans, you know. Uh, yeah. We have the highest percentage of of. NFL athletes, and I want to take that to the the MMA world. Of course, Hawaii's do, Hawaiians always do it big in MMA. You know, um, Max Holloway is a big guy. BJ Penn, you know, a lot of the guys like that that represented for the islands. You know, um, I just want to be the next wave, and I want to be the guy in heavyweights. The thing I love about being a heavyweight is that as a heavyweight, you have the most control. I will say, you have the most pull. Everybody wants to see the monsters, right? Yeah, we want to see everybody else, but when the heavyweights fight, it's like the city shuts down. The heavyweight champ matters, right? It, 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 like, in Ganu, you know, yeah. Stephen Noches, Daniel Cormier, Cain Velasquez, the heavyweights make the most money. Like, yeah. the heavyweights make the most noise. Everybody wants yeah. to see the monster. So, mm-hmm. being that that's my division, you know, like, I kind of want to be like Aquaman, you know, because I kind of was like that. I left, I left on bad terms, but I want to return on great terms. You know, I want to turn with the trident, you know, the staff. Yeah. And I want to come with all the armor, my gold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to go back to my village and in my town. And yes, I was a little cheeky little kid and a little, uh, you know, fearful little kid and bad as hell. But um, for my city, you know, Compton, Wamanalo, even in Detroit, every place I've been, even in North Carolina, you know, 
um, making a difference and being better is the best, most important thing, taking everything that everyone has ever taught me, everything that I've learned, and go back and teach the kids. You know, like, like everybody in the hood be talking about OGs like that. If your OGs let you and, and guide you being back in jail, they're not really mm-hmm. OGs. You know, and I come from that culture. I come from, there's a lot of guys that I've been around that are really about that life. And I've seen it. And, and, you know, I'm not no super gang member. I'm never going to say that. But I've been around it and I understand it. And I, I can speak on it in, in the terms where I've seen a lot of my homies these days. Just probably like, y'all, 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 y'all know the vibes. Like, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And if I could go out there and influence kids to be better and help them understand to make better decisions based off my mistakes and make, make better decisions based off the mistakes around us. I'm not an OG and I don't, really, I don't ever want to be one to look at it. I want to be a man. You know, first of all, good man and, and a guy in the community that made a difference. And, and as, as long as that happens, I'll, I'll be ready and willing to die at any moment, you know, once that happens. Um, so to take that aspect of it and, and do for our community, I can't wait to be able to take that belt and go back to Hawaii, beat everybody up and get enough pool, you know, to go back to Hawaii and, and, and have a UFC Hawaii, like, like historically, you know, and – uh, my goal and in the vision and the manifestation that I pull it to is that my fifth title defense, because I want to go for five. The goal is for five. Stipe did three. And look at that. In three, yeah. like to be the three is you're the GOAT after three defenses in the heavyweight mm-hmm. division. I mean, I don't think he's a GOAT because I think Daniel Cormier is better than him. And I think that if we had a healthy Kane, I think the Kane and Stipe would be a very tough one to say, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. with Kane because that's my dog. Yeah. And Stipe, he ain't really doing it for me right now because <laughs> no. But he's kinda, I will he's say ducking low key. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, he, he has the most defense. He's had he has five title mm-hmm. wins in the UFC. So I'm not gonna knock him. He's he's a champion. I'm not. not. So I can't sit here and talk like I'm better. I'm not at all. He's a great champion, great guy, especially as a person. Personally, I love him. Absolutely. For sure. Right. For sure. uh, but you know, if this is a fight game and I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over it. As, as the great Conor McGregor would say. So right. for me, I just can't wait. My goal is to take that that fifth title defense, take it home to Hawaii, win in Hawaii. I don't. I, I and I want to go gun. I want to be blood fifth round, guns blazing. You know, blood everywhere. Like I want it to look like I'm about to lose. I'm yeah, you GST want, you might want, not, win, and then boom. Right. The you Ali, want that Adesanya moment. I want that Ali back against the cage on the ropes. You know. Rope a dope, boom, down goes, you know, that. And I walk out, you know, TST, boom, my A, you know. (laughs) That, and I retire right there. I leave my my gloves and I walk out, chest high for my people, proud Polynesian, you know, the Aquaman of the fight community, you know, that's the dream. And and I'm going to work hard and do everything I can. And and God willing, he allows me to fulfill that because it ain't about just me, man. Like, it's about all of it. That's a that's a that's a fulfillment in everybody. Of course, I, of course, I want my statue at home in the in the in the in, in Hawaii where I'm from. You know when you right. you know when you walk when you walk, when you drive into Kalani on the Ole Highway in Wamanalo, when you take that drive in, it says "Ikoma Mai Wamanalo." You know, I want it to be a big statue of me, represent uh, uh, something like just how kind of how Conor McGregor. I love Conor, so I'm not going, you know, uh, pump fake, but. That, that's a dream of mine, not because I want it to be a representation of me, but I want it to be a representation of no matter what happens, no matter what you do or what happens to you, you can always come out on top. You just got to take what take 
the lessons and you learn. And it's also for my wife, man, that her death, 2,000 years, 2,000 years from now, I want to be remembered for how I loved her. My love was so strong that a kid that was 330 pounds out of shape, nothing, had nothing, went out there, became UFC heavyweight champion and the best one to ever do it for his people, for his wife, for his legacy. That's the ultimate story. To me, there ain't nothing going to beat that for us. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Not at all. Man, I got goosebumps, Lewis. I got fucking Whoa. goosebumps. I'm re I'm ready to be in that crowd and screaming TST Mbaye <laughs> all day. Hell yeah. If there's a UFC Hawaii, man, I'm buying my tickets now. Oh, bro. Oh, you feel right. me? Bro, and you you know, we know we're going to look. We know we're going to merchandise. Yes, sir. You know I'm going right. to right. You know, yeah. we're going to do, do a tough block Hawaii. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Think out of existence. Manifest yes, on the sir, beach. Sir. You know what I'm saying? Like lit that part. You know? Right. Oh boy, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, but speaking of which, I, I want I want to run a real quick game with you since you started going through uh, uh, some of the top UFC fighters. Wait, before you go into your, the game, let me ask one quick question. I'll go ahead. Uh, all right. Um. So being uh that we were just talking about dreams. Um, and, uh, I, I know from experience, um, I was, uh, I'm a huge, huge Craig Jones fan. He's a jujitsu guy, huge leg right, lock, right, right. Uh, Craig Jones fan. And I got to do a seminar with him. And it was like, I was like starstruck the whole time. I couldn't, he was helping me fix one of my leg locks and I'm like, uh, the, I forgot how to do it. You know, how did you feel? I see you got to meet Anderson Silva. How does it, how did it feel oh being around the coast? <laughs> You better stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, you know, signing with my, my management team, you know, my manager, Lamont Chapel, I am like my coaches, Joel Garcia, um, Tiago Silva. Like, so I signed with this new team, had some things going on with my old team, and it was time for me to grow and be, you know, you know, take it. You got to be a champion in and out the cage and you got to train like a champion. You got to get coached like a champion. You, you you don't wait to be a champion. You become the champion now, you know, like that's how like, I'm the champion right now because when it happens, I was already the champion. It was just those mm -hmm. things led up to that choice being created. Right. Like right now, if you say, you know, what, I'm not going to be fat no more. If, if, if that's something that you want to work with and you want to get in shape, that's who you are now. And then you work that every day. And then eventually the, the decision that you made past then is going to help. It's going to show later. Right. People are like, well, I'm not that person right now. Be that person right now. And then it'll show. It'll change. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was I had to be the champion. I had to get with a new team that was going to allow that. And I love my old team. I'm not talking no bad, nothing about them. Right. They're amazing. They got me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be in this position. Right. Um, that, that's the ground roots. Right. That's like the beginning. Um, but this my new team, my manager, Lamont Chapel. I'm so great for him. He came to me and yeah, he wasn't even trying to shark me. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of managers came to me trying to shark me because they seen the talent, they seen the energy, they seen, you know, ching, they saw it, right? But Lamont came to me humble. He showed me love from the jump. Um, and I had my old consultant. I mean, he's my old manager, but he's my consultant now, Chris, uh, Christopher uh, Dickey. He's still with me. My, a lot of my teams are still, my team is still with me because it's important, right? Um, yeah, yeah. but they invested in me. They believed in me. And so now because of them, you know, being around Hannah Cyphers and things like that, I was able to be blessed to be, you know, kind of, I will, I will say kind of backstage in the UFC Raleigh that when it was here, I got to go back there. I got to meet like, dude, I was standing next to Farasa Hobby. I was standing next to 
Uriah Faber. I was in the like in the weigh-ins with a lot of top dogs. I seen I I was in the room with Curtis Blades, a future fighter. I'm probably gonna have to fight. I was in there with mm-hmm. with everybody. I was like, man, I couldn't believe it. And I saw like, oh damn, I'm just I'm the biggest guy in the room. What? <laughs> no, I thought I was small, right? Or I thought mm-hmm. like I thought they was gonna be like extra out or something, but no, it was crazy. I got to eat with the UFC breakfast. You feel me? Them them they look the UFC take care of. I got a little bit of merch, so it was like. That's I got I got to meet you know Sean Shelby I got to boom it was that right when you called it into the universe and you made the choices and take advantage of the opportunities right it may be tough like it was tough leaving my old team but four months down the line when UFC Raleigh was here and I had I was tickets I mean I'm talking about I got great tickets I was everything I was backstage I was there every day almost I was seeing the hotel rooms we got to stay in. I was meeting people like. Uriah Faber, dog, like, you know, I was seeing, like, all the coaches. All, dude, I got to meet two of my favorite idols, Rafael Dos Anjos, um, him, right? He fought against Michael Chiesa. I got to meet Dos Santos, a guy that I've looked up to my whole life. And I told him, hey, man, I want to be just like you. And when I looked at him, he was smaller than me. I was like, dog, I'm 6'3", 285, dog. Like, I get it. But, man, I thought you was about to be swobo. You feel me? But he was lean and fast and not, and it, it educated me. It educated me like, wow, I see why. Curtis Blades is not like, these guys are not as big, but they were big. They were still big, but, you know, when you, it's like, you know, it's like sack, right? When you we play football sack, you're like, man, when we get to these D1 schools, this USC, like, they're going to be huge. And you get next to them, you're like, oh, what? Oh, we it ain't that. So for me, yeah. when I got to, right, when I, when I was in the UFC, got to experience that, I was like, man, it made my hunger even more. And I'm thankful for the universe and my team, my, my my manager, Lamont Chapel, for even putting me in a position to receive that blessing, you know? And I'll always be thankful for him and my coach, Joel Garcia. And my coach, Joel Garcia, is a guy of no nonsense. He don't play that extra out. He don't do that loudness. He don't do – you better be humble with him. He's a real Brazilian, straight from the favelas, you know? Um, great guy, though. A great Christian guy. He, he, he has great morals and values, and he's humbled me. You know, I'm a loud guy. I talk a lot. I'm, a, I'm a, like, I'm, I'm big-headed, but he calms me down. He, he educa- educates me, and he humbles me to an experience that where I need to get better and take it. And he loves me, and he shows me so much. Like, I'll kill for those guys. Uh, Tiago Silva's like my brother. He's the pad, pad, pad and mitt holder for us. Uh, young guy from Brazil who came from Joe Garcia. Those guys put a lot of work and effort into me. And so the crazy about the thing about it is, another blessing by signing in this team and taking advantage and doing the things that are hard. Like it was hard to leave my old gym with my new gym and my new team, my coaches putting in work. And I never knew this until like it happened. Our school is an affiliate, uh, American killer bees. Well, under uh, Israel Gomez is also under Anderson Silva, which is also Joe ah. Garcia, which is my head coach. So boom, out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Anderson Silva. And I'm learning. I'm like, what? Anderson Silva's coming. And I'm like, really? What about do a seminar? And I'm blessed and lucky that I got to be a part when he came. Like, dude, it was it was a dream come true. Like, Anderson Silva was my favorite fighter. Like, I, when I talk about people like Anderson Silva, I, I fight like that because of him. Like, right. I fight as a heavyweight, move, slip. I got I got all the juice, you know what I'm saying, because of Anderson Silva and guys like that, Dominic Cruz and stuff like that. I got to meet Dominic Cruz, Daniel Cormier when I was out there. But when, hey. but when Anderson came, bro, it was like I thought he was going to be – because I knew what I knew about UFC guys, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. But when I called him, he was big. Like, he's same height as me, but his hands are like, like, I got big hands, right? He, his hands are a little bit longer than mine. They're like spiders, like, literally. I see what they call him, the spider. His arms are long. I was like, and you're an 85er? Like, he was a big dude. 
Uh, but he was humble. He's jokey. And I was scared. Like, the way you felt about Craig, I felt about him. I was like, oh, my God. Sanders from Silva. And, like, you know, when I met him, he was in there. And then, like, we went to go eat, right? We, you know, the coaches, the team, you know, and I'm the young baby out the group. Hey, this is our guy. He's, you know, going to bring him. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay, you know. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm part of the boys, you know. <laughs> um, my, my coach literally said, hey, you sit here, Anderson. He's sitting, like, literally, like, Anderson's right here sitting next to me. I'm sitting right here. I'm like, I could touch Anderson's face without even bending my arm. Close. I was just like, bro, like, God, like, why are you so good to me? Universe, why are you blessing me? Like, we got to, and he's giving me pointers. And the crazy thing about it is, you know, he looked into my eyes. And, I mean, not looked into my eyes, but I'm getting, <laughs> this, is a, this is a magical moment for me, guys. <laughs> he was humble with me. He showed, he gave me pointers. He told me, hey, don't trust this. Don't trust that. Um. He was because he's from a lot of the places. He, he's the guy, right? And he was like, you know, when you come to California, I want you to come to my gym. I'm gonna, you're gonna work with me. And this is kind of confidential in a sense, but you know, a lot of things went under that. And so he he kind of was like, you know, he, he's gonna look out for me and help me out. And that was something that I just hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but you know, telling that. But you know, no, to no. be able to be learning from learn from him and be kind of because you know i'm gonna post when i go out there with henderson silver it's gonna come out but you know to to know that a guy like him can look at me and say that like it brings tears to my heart because i was nothing before i i really i really felt like i wasn't worthy of anything and and, and i had so much going on in my life and then to 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 know that the greatest ufc fighter to me the goat the real goat the guy who did it all represented for us would take is was talking to me just talking to me like a human like like i was just a regular friend of his and he called me brother and you know it was just like i was having such a i was in he was just talking the sweet stuff to me baby like it's all there you know um but all jokes aside he he was an amazing guy and I learned, yes definitely not too hard not too hard you know um but he was he was great to me uh, and I look forward to working with him and learning from him and taking everything I can from him as a sponge. And thank you for my coaches for even introducing me. My coach is looking at me like this. <laughs> take it all in. Take it all in. Yep. Take it like, and he, I was, so, I would, if my coach Joel, if he even listens to this, he probably will. Um, and my manager, I just want to say thank you to those guys because that was something I'm going to die and, and love. And that was an experience, right? Mm-hmm. I got to see what he was going to eat, you know, and he see, and they call me. So my Brazilian nickname, I have a Brazilian nickname because I'm Brazilian now. Yeah. It's called Urubu. Yeah. Urubu. My name, every time I go in the gym, all the kids, everybody, Urubu. That, <laughs> they scream it, right? Uh, it means black vulture in, in Portuguese um, because hey. I eat everything, you know. They're like, oh my god! I'm like, bro, I'm Hawaiian, I'm Hawaiian, Samoan, you know, Meuli, um, Filipino, Chinese, a little bit of Irish, you know. So I eat a lot and I eat everything. So like a vulture, I, they just don't care what they eat. So I'm eating raw. F- I mean, I eat poke, I eat raw fish, I eat oysters, mussels, I eat fai, like you know, I eat rice, I eat pig, I eat muli pipi. Like they're like, oh my god, you eat all this stuff, and, and I'm the guy. They're like, oh, you should try this, and I'm like, I'll try it. Oh, it's good, you know. But I, you know, I grew up have, not having nothing, so you know, I'm grateful, right? But it that, that's my nickname in, in in the Brazilian world. They call me Urubu, uh, the Black Vulture, um, or Urubu Preta. So um, that's how you. That's that's kind of what I am, the vulture. So 
It's a, in, in, the, in the beginning, I was like, mm, can I be like the shark? The, you know, but <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> the vulture, I don't, you know, and, and me being a heavyweight, the way that I, some things that I do. So I'm a heavyweight. I'm not supposed to flying knee or flying kicks and do a jumping off the cage, running off the walls. I do that. All of that. Flying, I'll fly a knee out of nowhere. I'll jump like, dude, this guy's 6'3", 280. What is he? Athletic as hell, right? So that's why, because one time I need a fly. It was perfect knee. Boom. And it was like, I was like this in the air. And it was like, you know, vulture. You know? So it just stuck with me. I eat everything. Um, because I used to ask my teammate, uh, my coach, uh, Tiago Silva, how do you say bird? Like bird. And he says, pasaro. So his wife trains and I'd be like, hey, pasaro, you know. And she'd be like, she, so when I did the move, she was like, ooh, urubu, urubu. And everybody just took with it. And now, every time I'm at, at, at the gym, anytime I go anywhere, when they see me, they'd be like, hey, urubu. And I'd be like, I'm your guy, you know. <laughs> the rest of the world knows me as TST. My name is not urubu if you are not Portuguese, Brazilian, or anything. It's TST, okay? But, uh, yeah. So the Anderson Silva thing, uh, and that's where I'd be right now. Um, it sucks because COVID kind of took my dream away, but um, that's where I would have been right now. I think the first two weeks I would have been in California working with Anderson and some other guys, Team Black House. Um, and then for the last four weeks, I would have been in Vegas with you guys. Um, I would have been at um, Extreme Couture, you know, kind of working with big dogs, you know, yeah, getting as much simple, as I work as I can. Oh, yeah. Yep. Those guys, um, talking to my boy, uh, Ox Williams, baby. Um, he, he's out there in Vegas. Um, black guy, um, he wrestles, trains, fights out of there. He, he kind of looked out to me and gave me an invite and hooked me up. So shout out to him. Um, big Ox, he, he, he fights out of there. So he gets a lot of the work. He's a 205 that used to be a heavyweight, uh, still big dude, man. Um, but, just going out there and getting getting to working with those guys for about four four or five weeks, and I was gonna end up leaving the after that July 11th card, you know, the International Fight Week every year. I was gonna go to that, had tickets to that, and then boom, come back home and spread the knowledge and beat people the hell up. But you know, that'll still happen. Eventually, the, the universe has its ways of doing things, and um, honestly, I'm just on the route to uh, being in the Contender Series next year, next summer. That's what the plan is. Yes. Do whatever fighting I need. Just get eligible. I need two more. And then I'm I'm eligible um, to go right whoever would want to sign me. And so yeah. uh, our goal right yeah. now is to finish out the year strong, get about two or three in the beginning of the year, and um, and go undefeated, stay undefeated all the way, you know, from here until then, and uh, get my call to the UFC uh, series next summer. Hopefully, fight around July August. That's what I prefer, and hopefully do work on there, and then you know, make my debut sometime around October, November, December. I'd preferably like to do um, before November 24th, Thanksgiving, so I can eat. But <laughs> if it doesn't work out that way, You're still gonna eat uh, anyways. I'll be grateful either way. Anyways. You feel me? Um, <laughs> I, I would like to uh, – because, you know, I want to go Black Friday shopping with that 50000 that you get, you know, yeah. from performance of the night. So yeah. I, I want to be able to get my regular paycheck, my rebound paycheck, and my performance of the night bonus paycheck. And then I want to be able to spend time with my family um, and, you know, Black Friday shop, you know, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then boom, get ready to take another. And then 22, like, my goal is to kind of do what uh, 
Israel Adesanya did first year. It just takes him a year. That's the goal. Like, I'm not in no rush to get into the UFC. So um, that's the goal. And, you know, I kind of claim it and manifest. If it's up to the universe, if it happens. But, you know, I'm looking to become the UFC heavyweight world champion December 2022. You know, um, that, that kind of called out to me, you know. And if it doesn't, that's fine. You know, but I think that I'm kind of justified and, and it, it, the plan is there. It should work out, right? Contender series, fight one time in the UFC, then, you know, because if you look at it, um, he only fought four times and then got the shot. Even the other guy, Rosenstruck, he fought three or four times and it made an advantage with uh, Nganu. You know, he just lost, but if he would have been Nganu, they would have gave him a title shot, you know? Yeah. So my my goal is to kind of go the same route, but... You know, I'll fight in Ghana. I'm not afraid. He's just a man. He puts his pants on the same way I do. Right. So it might be a little right. bit. It might be a little tighter. He might have a little V cut, but you know, it ain't like how you look, but what you do with it, baby. You know. Right. Hey, yeah, right. Big facts. So me, like I don't care. Like I've been hit hard, but and I think a lot of these guys that go into this fight with Ngannou, they look to one hit. Like they look to do the same thing he's doing. Like mm-hmm. why? Why? Why do that? Like. The blueprint is there. Stephen Milchich, Derek Lewis. He's six foot five, six foot four, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, maybe eight, nine to ten percent body fat. That costs a lot. That's a lot of mm-hmm. oxygen for that body. It looked good, you know. It's nice, whatever. Pause. <laughs> but <laughs> like, that's gonna cost you, bro. Like it's gonna cost you all that oxygen. And a lot of these guys, like, think about it. if you look at Ngannou's wins, they're all in the first round. You know, mm-hmm. if it ain't if it ain't done within one, he ain't gonna have no fun after that. You know, right. so my thing is to be me, and I think I have the antidote. I think I have the kryptonite. I think I I I believe I have everybody's kryptonite. I think it's just you versus you. I ain't worried about him. Like if I can beat me, if I can beat myself, if I can be as best as I can be, if I can discipline and fight the urges to not eat this and not not train or or to make a bad choice and talk to this woman. Just, just those are the things that matter, right? It's yourself. You're, you're against yourself. Like, really, that's so true. If you can be you, ain't nobody alive. Like, I could care less, less who it was in front of me. I don't care. Like, I really don't. I, I care more about what I'm going to do and how I'm going to go out there and how I am going to fight me. You know, a lot of guys beat themselves. Rosenstruck, I feel, had the, everything it took to be. And me and Rosenstruck are about the same size. I might be a little taller. Um, so he kind of had, I mean, honestly, I think he really had what it take to be in, in Ghana, uh, especially in the first 30 seconds. You see he, he lit up in Ghana inside leg with that kick smooth. I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Great kickboxer. He had the pedigree. And then when he backed up, he didn't side angle and take a, a step. You know, he let and rush him. I mean, boom, right there would have just took him down. You don't got to keep him down. Just take him down. Get back sure. up. Make his body work. Tire him, yeah. Make him work. I mean, and I know it's hard for me to say, oh, you're not there. You didn't beat nobody. Okay. When I get there, I will. I'll March. prove it. I'll prove all you yeah. right. I'll prove all, right. all my, my believers right, and I'll prove all my daughters wrong. That's all it is. It's fun. I love doing that. I get paid to. But, like, it's for my people, man. I ain't worried about him. Like, bro, you what? Our people used to rock. We used to, whale rider. Watch that. Little girls <laughs> rock on, on whales, baby. You think we worried about whales? 
Well, go go watch Deadlands. The Tani Fa. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> okay? I'm not worried about Ngannou. For real, I, that man. sounds so egotistical. I hope it does it. Right? I'm just, no, I'm scared of me not being the best me. Like, I think he understood that too. Ngannou beats himself. Ngannou's a monster. He's great. He's monster, I would be, I mean, I'm not, but I would be. I mean, if I was a regular person, I'd be scared, but I'm not. Right. You know? Been through too much. Nothing ain't gonna scare me more than the death of my wife. Right, that's hard. Right. That's what I was saying. No, no, about no him. He... No. I was built for this. There you oh, go. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I took one small question and turned into a big one. So my bad, Monix. <laughs> no, you know, you're talking good. to you know, that was to be Gandhi over here. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was powerful, bro. That was powerful. Yeah, really was. I mean, and you, and you guys can testify to it too. You know, your lives, the things that you've been able to do. You know, we all got, got giants we got to conquer. It's what life is about. You know, I mean, everybody has to do it. That's why everybody's struggles are different because everybody's gifts are different. Everyone's blessed to do different things. I'm not five foot four and I'm blessed for it. But somebody who's five foot four, their challenge is going to be different than mine. Some, I don't have abs. That's probably my struggle. I, bro, I'm Polynesian. Best thing about me, about is the Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A, okay? <laughs> Hell, there ain't no abs in this direction. You know, there's a, right. a couple of poly brothers out there, especially in New Zealand, all abbed up. That ain't my um, type. You feel me? I'm pisupo and spaghetti. I'm rice and saimini. <laughs> it's all good. And I make the best, and I'm loving it. I mean, I mean, I'm a handsome dude. Beard is real. You know, the muscles ain't, ain't, ain't too far from, from thick. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have any trouble with women, you know? That's more of the charisma. There you go. Charisma. I'm blessed. You know, I was able to be with a beautiful girl. Like, my girl, fine as hell. You know? Rest in peace to my wife. You know, she was beautiful. Mm. I'm lucky. I probably stepped on a mushroom. Or she, somebody stepped on a mushroom somewhere. But at the end of the day, man, I, I understand that I'm blessed and I'm gifted. I'm thankful for the universe for everything that's given to me. So we all have our struggles, but we all have our triumphs too, you know? That's book number two. Pain into turning your pain into power and turning your triumph, your tragedy into triumph. You know, that's all it is, man. Simple, simple like a pimple. Wonderful to it with to do it. You know. Hell yeah. Hey, speaking of which, uh, our last podcast, you told us about a like a comic book series. Yeah. How you have, or, or like a a, a children's book? How's that coming along? Yeah, man? it's coming along smooth. You know we. I'm just so blessed, man. Like, I, I can't, like, I'm not going to knock the universe <laughs> for me, bro. Like, I'm blessed. It took a lot of pain to get here. It took a lot of struggle and, and, and grind and, and growth to get here, you know, but I'm blessed and it, it's, it's, it's going. It, it's, it's patience right now, right? It's, it's no rush. What I got to rush for, right? Let everything manifest itself. There's no need to force it. It'll happen by itself. Let it happen naturally, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's on its way. We're just, you know, cleaning some things up. We're trying to be unique in our own nature, be more creative. Um, the story's there. It's pretty much the story's there. It, it's, you know, what we're focusing on is one, the next, after the, the first book is done. The second book and the third book is what we're working on now because my eventual goal is, like I said in the last podcast, and, and I continue to tell you this, like my goal is to replace The Rock, right? Be the people's champion, be the most electrifying man in, in, in sports history. Be, be the next guy for the Pol- our Polynesian people, right? The, the Rock put us put on for us, especially in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. 
you know, our culture, our, our love, our understanding of respect, no matter how you see how big the rock was versus his younger, his older brother and his older brother was small, but he still had respect. I saw more, man. Like, like just cause you can don't mean you, you should, it's respect, you know? And, and I, all, all the big, all big as they were, that was so real. And you have mom, you know, just like my mom, Nitona, she was just like that. She, everybody, no matter what, who yelled what, she, as soon as she get that slipper out, uh, man, over. all y'all better come out. Somebody getting fussy up in here. So when one get it, we all get it, you know. And shout out to my, my Compton family, my Iona family. I miss you guys. Um, but that's what it really was. Like, especially my brother EJ, Poncho, especially Poncho. Um, that's what it was for us, you know, and it just goes to the testament of, of what we, what I want to do, you know, of, you know, kind of working with the rock or working with the rock, but not, I mean, I can't say replace, you can't replace that, but you know, in a sense, pass the torch kind of deal. That's my goal. That's what I love. That's what I would like to have. That's, I mean, people will say, oh, I don't want to, it's a pleasure. I don't, hell no, you know what you want to be. You know who you want to go after. When, like Drake said, when your idols become your rivals, man, what, if that's the case, what's the measurement for? You know, why well, use him, you know, but I don't have no competition with him. He, he, he's the rock. I'd never be him. I'd just be me, TST. I want to be TST. And then one day, young little lion going to come and say he want to be the next TST. And that's all it is for me. You know, it's all, it's all culture. It's all continuation. It's all the circle of life. Um, and so for me, the same thing with the books is we're working on the next two, the storylines, where we're going to take it, how we want to take it, using different forms of comic books. So what we want to do is like a, a picture, a, a, a book that's just not comics. Like, because a lot of kids can't really get into comics because their parents think that comics are, you know, it's just for those type. But we want to make it into a book that sure. it can be kind of a picture, like a comic book and a book at the same time. It'll be unique, unique in its nature. One of my boys, uh, uh, Desmond, he kind of did that and which gave me the idea. And so working it like that, um, doing it in that day. Um, we're just working with illustrators now. It, it's a, it's a small, it's a process and you just got to be willing to work with it, but it's coming. Um, and eventually my goal, my ultimate goal with that is for me to, uh, get into kind of, I, I don't really care about really say Hollywood, but kind of get into the Hollywood realm and after retire from fighting and then continue my streams of income, you know, to, to be an actor in a sense. And I want to act out those three movies in the movie, you know, uh, that's it, you know, and make those that make it, make it a dream come true. Kind of, kind of deal. Um, I believe it can happen if the universe wouldn't put, put it in my vision. If I, if it didn't think it's going to take hard work, it's going to take a lot, a lot of things have to happen for that to happen, but it can happen. And as long as you believe and you manifest and you put the right energy and I believe that will happen. And that's my outlook on that. So, uh, book one is kind of, it's not done, but it's done. You know what I'm saying? Story, yeah. plot, all that villain. It's a lot going to it. I think a lot of kids, just not even Polynesian kids, I think a lot of kids are going to love it. And a lot of kids, especially nowadays, deal with losing a parent from cancer. It's tough, man. You know? For sure. um, it, it's very tough. I've had my mother, my adopted mother, and my wife pass away from cancer. And, you know, the unfortunate part of this, my mom, you know, God willing, whatever he chooses, the universe, whatever he chooses, it chooses. It, it, it is what it is, right? Um, my biological mother here might have cancer as well, um, but it is what it is, man. We gonna battle it just like we battle everything. Ain't no, ain't no shame in my game. I'm gonna stand toe to toe, ten toes down. You feel me? Um, 
know, for me, it is what it is. And, and I wanted to just be an outlet, a different outlet, a different source of income um, for that. You know, just like the restaurants, you know, I think that when you have one set of income, if that set of income gets, it, it could fold and it couldn't. Just like Elon Musk, you know, he has multiple businesses. And just like, you know, Jeff Bezos at Amazon is multiple businesses. And it's learn from the greats, you know, learn from those guys. And, and I learned that it's multiple sources of income. The Rock with uh, Terramon and Tequila, it's not just that he's this. He also has a production company. He also has a, a, a um, what is it? What is it? Rum? Is it whiskey? What is it? Oh, it's tequila. Tequila. It's uh, tequila. Yeah, I just said Terramon. It's smooth. Uh, yeah, it's I might have to give smooth. him a slight try after a fight or something, but I heard it's really good. And um, you see he has those different sources of income. So for me, it's not necessarily about the income, but the it's more about the impact, you know? Um, I think that if the universe didn't think that I could do it, it wouldn't bless me with it. It wouldn't bless me with the thought process. It wouldn't produce the vision and the, and the thing in my head saying, oh, you should do that. You know, when, when you get those little things in your head saying, you know, that'd be a good idea, do it do it because only you can just like you guys there only can be one tough block baby i don't care what nobody say you know <laughs> and y'all did it y'all acted on that 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 manifestation and that dream and that that opportunity and look where we are now you know and it's only going to get better you know when y'all hit that 1000 episode and y'all get that that spotify deal you know what i'm saying <laughs> or at whatever yeah, so get feel you know yes, um it's going to happen and so it's just that and so that's the deal with the book it's on its way. Um, it's going to take time, but once it's good, it's like slow rolls, baby. It's like Khalil Pig. You put that thing in the emu and eight, nine, 10, 12, 45 hours later, you're going to have some real saucy, you know? Some and bang, so for bang. Me, that's kind of what it is. Bang. That's it, you know? Um, and anybody who knows how to cook, you know what I'm saying? And anybody who knows anything, even babies, it takes nine months for them to come out. When they come out, they terrorize the world. You feel me? No. Just like that. You know, I'm pretty sure some of y'all got kids. You know. <laughs> three of them things, yeah. dog. Three, baby. You know. Three, bro. Uh, but, and that's an amazing thing. You know, shout out to being a father and you can still do the things you do. You know, I think this will be a great opportunity, you know, for people to see that even when you got kids and anything, you can still do stuff like podcasts. You can still be, you know, things can happen, man. And so for me, um, that's basically what the book is. It's, it's going to be a revelation of, of what you manifest and it's going to be an outlook for the kids. T hey, TST, love the kids. That's, that's true to nature. You know? Um, but yeah, man, that's it, brother. Hey, man, from, from, from the bottom of my heart, man, from the very first day I met you at Mount Set, and you know what I'm saying? We were goofy as hell. <laughs> that part, saying, that drinking, part, smoking, doing all that. Man, oh, I'm oh, yeah. proud as I'm proud as fuck of you. Like just seeing where your Appreciate journey that. been. That like like you said, you were built for this. That not there's there's not. I could I could honestly say the trials that I've I've seen you go through. You're a better man than I to to, to keep going and and keep building this dream and yeah. and and literally speaking it into existence. And yeah. and at the end of the yeah. day we're all just trying to inspire and man, these, these these goosebumps bro but what that what, what they say the greatest act a human act is to inspire so that's all we're trying to do that part yes, and i appreciate yes, you man i appreciate the love man all y'all i appreciate all the love y'all show and give to me y'all didn't have to yo y'all don't got to do this so it's appreciated man i don't care what level i get to or whatever i become 
it's always gonna be love when I see y'all, when y'all see me, it's always gonna be love. It's always gonna be on the block. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always. Yes, sir. You know? yes, sir. Brownsville yes, sir. style, you know, back in the day. Brownsville. You know? <laughs> Go ahead, dude. You got the you had the uh, the game you wanted to play? Well, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna cut it down a little bit, man. We man, I'm it ain't it ain't one of them little two minute like the fast thing, right? No, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna update the the not so rapid question too. But uh, yeah. no, I just want you to pick. Just, just give me a number one through run through ten. Those one through. I'm always gonna be number one. Like game plan said, number one in your hearts and number one on the court, or number one in the cage and number one in your hearts. <laughs> all right, all right. So number one, the number one uh contender in the heavyweight division is DC. How do you plan on handling him? I'm not. If he's still in the game. If he's still in the game. You never know. He, Bruh, he I'd rather fight in Ganu. I'm not playing with DC. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy I'm like, Because he'll pick me up. I don't, I don't That's like Olympic I, I pedigree. Wrestle. It's crazy. I understand how I wrestle with guys right now, and I take I learn from guys that are in the a, a Division One Olympic level. Shout out to my my boy Mike uh, Machiavelli getting ready to go through. Well, he was supposed to go to the Olympics, but next year he's gonna kill. NC State All American, like beast, like future Hall of Famer from NC State. He's he's gonna be in the Olympic. He's in the Olympic. He's a beast. Uh, guys like Jacob Casper, like these are D one top level wrestlers. The stuff that I'm gonna pick up is like wrestling is huge. I w- I wish I would have wrestled in high school Same. and in college. Same. Cause wrestling, and you know, like, dude, a wrestler that's a white belt is still gonna be better than a blue belt. Not because he's better For in sure. technique, but just the relentless effort, the the way they roll, the way they go at it is annoying. The like, like bro, chill, we rolling, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, they're so scrimmy when they're on their backs. It's like. You know, but you got to get them on their backs. There's like, you know, it's hard. And when they get top pressure, they're like, it's pre- like wrestling is like, look, as you can see, I'm stressed. <laughs> but DC would be tough. I'd honestly, I'd have to with DC. I'd have to. I'd probably try to. I'd have to try to knock them out and focus on conditioning and distance control. Use the John John the John Jones part and the CBM Yochich route. Um, I'd have to do that. That'd be the way to win. You just have to embrace the grind and you got to get through it you got to sprawl you got to get ready to go you got to be able to work in jujitsu that's the game and and that's what that's what it is you know dc is my my favorite fighter um oh there you go brother i'll be back i'm sorry my my wi-fi got disconnected for a little bit i've been having that's why i was using my, my phone and tripping but i said the reason why i fight dc is because he 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 lost his wife and you know he not his wife, he lost his daughter in a car crash accident when he was going through the trials or training for the trials in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and she, you know, it was a horrific death. It sucked, but he used that as, he used that pain into power. He turned that tragedy into a triumph and it, you see what that allowed him to become. And so for me, mm-hmm. it was like, man, it gave me hope in terms of what I could do with my wife's death. And the same thing like Keanu Reeves where his wife died and his daughter died. Like, those are my two heroes. Keanu Reeves in DC, like nothing to do with sports, just who they are as men. It, it, it that's why I look at like I, it'd be hard, like it'd be hard for me to fight DC. Honestly, it would be hard because I'm emotionally attached to him um, as a man. It's, it's like Israel Adesanya fighting Anderson Silva. You know, mm-hmm. it was it's it's gonna be it would be he would be my Anderson Silva in the sense of a guy that I would be like 
it would be hard. I'd cry if I, it would be because I love him. Like I really love DC, man. And hopefully one day I can tell him that face to face, you know, pause, I don't know how y'all get, but I don't care. That's my dog. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. So yeah, number one contender DC. And I think he's going to be Stipe straight up. Stipe don't want yeah. that word. He said going to fold him. He was winning the last fight. He just got, he just, he just I think caught. he just got hit in that, little, that liver shot was, liver shots are something serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, man. Um, and uh, imagine all the sprawls for that camp, man. <laughs> God damn, that would be oh, ho- that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be it'd be like it'd be like up downs, straight oh, up, <laughs> basically. Okay. Up down, up down. Bro, no. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. That's why I'd rather fight Ngannou. He is so much easier to fight. Yeah, that's true. One dimension, bro. I don't got a sprawl man. Bob and weave, you know. Move around angle. DC? And DC will knock you out. DC hit hard. So sprawl, but cover your face. Yeah. And to see John Jones was loot to me. I thought I thought DC beat him in the first fight too, but I could, it was really close. It was a split decision. Everybody remember it was a split decision. The second fight, DC was winning. He just got caught. Yeah, he I did. He didn't see the high kick. Nope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically everything from our, our interview portion, man. I just want to go over a little current events real quick and get your uh, your opinions on on some, especially some uh, some not so uh, some not so happy news. Um, did y'all hear about what happened in yeah. Minneapolis? That's some bullshit. They killed my dog. They killed him, bro. Yeah. I don't care nobody say. See, I'm the type of person that if I saw that, I would have I would have risked going to jail. Yeah. One hundred. Like I'm gonna step in. If if to step off his neck, I'm I'm gonna die regardless. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like that matter, bro. Like I know the people that was doing that was trying their best, and and it's easy to save from that. But you know, now that I look at it, it's like man, I I, I couldn't let it go down like that because. We all seen we seen this happen with Eric Gardner, man. We seen it happen, yeah, and it's bro, unfortunate. And it's bullshit, walking, honestly, bro. bullshit. And, and you know all this talk, like this is what I understand, right? We all we do all this hood stuff. We gonna we kill people that kill little. We got rapists and and murderers and crack dealers. We got all that, right? We do all this hot boy stuff with it the, to innocent people. What about people like that? And I'm not saying go commit any crimes. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, ain't no way in hell Zimmerman. Like if you gonna throw your life away, please do it for that. I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather if somebody really gonna throw their life in jail and be in prison for life off of some stupidness, go to like. I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying it's like, <laughs> man, look, a lot of people here deserve death, and Zimmerman and those cops deserve it. Like especially the cop that was kneeing him on a bro. I wanna yeah. fold like. Yeah, and it just I it just had so, to stick him. Yeah, I I hate to always bring it back to jujitsu, but. It just shows why I think every law enforcement team across the nation needs to learn some type of groundwork because that would have never happened if he would have been properly trained right. You know what's crazy about that? Though? Go ahead, Us. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, uh, when I was working security for a downtown club, that's the first thing that they teach us. They show us a whole video of what happened, uh, something very similar to that happened in the jail with the inmate, and they show us that. If they're showing me as a bouncer, how are they not retraining that with the police force? 
that's what I'm saying. I tra- I've worked with cops. I train with cops. I train with arm. I I train with uh, correctional officers. They're not gonna do that. Like even if they knew, and I know guys that know jujitsu. Like I, that guy wanted to do that. Yeah. Remember yeah. what he said. Yeah. Remember what Chow said. He was like, "Don't do drugs, kids." How do you know he was on drugs? He wasn't. You feel me? And the crazy part about it is, y'all had handcuffs him on already. What was he gonna go? Seriously. Seriously. He was begging for he was begging. He was saying, I can't breathe. Like, what what more does another human being have to tell you before you just take his life because you were doing your duty? That don't make no sense. Man, y'all sitting and they sitting there looking sweet. Like they sitting there like no compassion. Like the dude like didn't even check. Like, check. Make sure you're good. And if that's the case, if you want to put it back, I guess, right? But he ain't even do that. Child didn't even, like, the other dude, he was sitting there like a dickhead, like, nah, don't do drugs. And talking off, like, bro, take the, uh, I be wanting these moments to take the badge off. <laughs> Sweet right. baby Jesus. Yeah, man. But, and it, but you see, the thing is, that's how, that's how, the, that's how the world go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the real cat's going, I don't need no badge to make me feel, I don't need no gun. I got these things right here, you know, Friday style. You know, rest in peace to pops. Yes, sir. Oh, you got these. Yes. You feel me? I'm not worried about no, like, I'm not worried about nothing. And you, are you, you will need a gun at some point in your life. I'm very keen on having a gun, a firearm. You know, got to keep your shotgun in the house to protect your kids and the family. I believe in that because there's idiots out there. But in that moment, you ain't had nothing to prove, dickhead. Like, what'd you get out of that? Like, you kill and, somebody. And I know they want, they don't feel bad about it. They got fired. Yeah, they got fired. Exactly. They got fired. Sitting at home, they killed somebody, just got fired, bro. Like, yeah, they, they should be in jail right now. But they got yeah. fired the day after. Manslaughter. At least they manslaughter. Got, they got fired the day after, and after, but but that was all because of the national pre- uh, pressure. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a social media pressure. Yeah. They they didn't do that because they wanted That's to. Why. They did that because they were getting pressure for them. Yeah. At first, they were on paid leave. Mm-hmm. That that's why. That's why. That that that's why. Uh, like that's why it 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 was it's like wrong as hell because when I seen the interview I seen when I seen it they also had an interview of what happened they didn't fire him until the national coverage came out just like the Ahmad Arbery the, that case nobody started tripping until it was shown nobody tripped until it's seen nobody until you get caught in your act nobody don't say nothing and that's un- unfortunate man that's really unfortunate. Like that shit got me hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to get, I don't mean to. Uh, no, 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 no. I love this. these questions because I'm more than just a fighter. I love these questions because I'm more than just a fighter. Right. I stand for my people. I'm black, so you know I me. Mean? We're Polynesians. We, you know, we all color. You know, we all flavor, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- this is another one too. Did y'all? Um. Uh, so in uh, New York City at Central Park. Um, I guess a black gentleman was walking through the park, asked um, a white lady that, that she could put that, her. That, that, oh. Yeah, bro. She, she called the cops, trying to say that she was being threatened and this, that, and oh, yeah. The gentleman just that. asked her to put her dog on the leash. But did you see, while she's making the phone call to the, off, to, to the police, she's dragging her dog. Damn, they're choking the dog to death as well. Yeah. It was Yo, so what I see, I she lost her job. She also lost her dog. They took the dog away from her. She voluntarily gave the dog back to the shelter, but they took the dog. 
They she lost her job. I mean, what like? I mean, that one. It's bullshit again. It's more. It's not much of bullshit, and it's the only reason why. The only reason why it mattered or took matter to people is because it was seen. A guy recorded it. If yeah. we saw that shit, yeah. I see shit like that happen all the time. Yeah. Karen's all the time. I love my Karen. Karen is a great name. Um, <laughs> like I love me some Karens, but you know, you see that people, people that ain't got no nothing else to do. I was gonna fuck with people that got something to do. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it's not my fault. This barbecue smell good. You know what I'm saying? But just like I get it from the culture. Baby. Yeah, just like uh, uh actually yesterday, uh, Kaylin she went to Albertsons right, and uh, one of one of the doors were still open, and she went. To, she had to pull back in the spot and uh, close the door, and some random white dude was just yelling. N word at her, hard ER, all that, bro. Hanging out the window. I was like, this motherfucker was lucky I'm not there. That's another person that, because it wasn't recorded, that guy can just move on, you know? Like, he does that on a regular basis. That is that guy's character. And it, it, I feel like all That's those so people crazy. need to be shown. That's so crazy. That's so crazy, man. I'm glad your wife didn't knock that fool out, bro. She had every right to do I don't, I don't do racist. Like, racist, like, racism is a form of cowardness. Like, it's just unnecessary because what, like, what are you mad at, bro? Like, y'all already in, like, in reality, let me look at it like this. Because not all white people are bad. I Like, I don't look at that as, as white is not a thing. Right. It's ignorance. That's ignorance. I don't stand for ignorant behavior. And right. that right there is pure ignorance, right? That is ignorance at its finest. You're mad at somebody because of the color of their skin. And I understand that maybe somebody at the same skin color did something to you. But that does not mean that every single body, that every single person that has that same skin color is going to be like that. You might not like rap music. You might not like ignorant-ass black people because there is some ignorant-ass black people. There is some ignorant-ass Polynesian people. There's ignorant people in every damn race. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make yeah. it right, right? You know what I'm saying? But that's why you check your character at the front door. That's why you check your ego. And this is the thing. Act accordingly. React properly. Like, let the character speak for itself, you know? Um, I had a situation uh, recently that I made a bad character judgment. I made a bad character move. You know, I, I, I assume something and I, I, I act upon it and I, you know, got my feelings was petty. I'm a Pisces. We do that. But I also was like, you know what? Let, what do I do? Be, the, be a man about it and I make up for it. I let my actions speak louder than my words. I let the dis- If I disrespected you in a, in a way, I better have the, the, the apology better be bigger, bigger than the disrespect for me as a man. And, and I take that from somebody. Uh, it ain't mine. I, don't, I ain't come up with that, but I think that's a valuable asset, and I think that that's real. You know what I'm saying? If you got enough nerve to disrespect somebody, you one, you better be able to fight. Two, you better be able to back it up. And if you are being, if you are gonna be mature about it, be able to to respond in a way that is mature and apologize in a way that it make like at least some in some kind of way it could have a balance of like you know what, you know, you make your girl man send her flowers that kind. Of- Right. And, and, and this is the thing too. I'm like, and like you said, it's, it's not just white people. In, in our own culture and our own people, the, the racism is very much alive in Polynesia as well. But hell yeah, racism, racism just that's that's why I say that's why I say I'm like Aquaman. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say I'm like Aquaman because I'm Afakasi. You know what I'm saying? I'm half Maori and half Polynesian. You know, half Hawaiian, half Samoan, like, bro, you know what I had to deal with growing up? 
you know, mm-hmm. oh, of course, Leai Samoa, like, you know, like, couldn't speak Samoa. Oh, really? Like, okay. And I'd play that part. And then, you know, oh, he, you know, shout out to my, my, my Iona family, you know, educating me. You have to go to a local Iki church or at least a, mm-hmm. you know, Pentecostal Always. Samoan church where all they speak is Samoan. You definitely <laughs> better, you know, when you got to do your, you know, your, um, what is it called? Um, you know, it's like Sunday, Sundays you gotta, and you got to do all your, your, uh, your scripture. <laughs> all your verses. What? You, <laughs> what? When my dad Party's used to look over. at me, it's glaring. If you get it wrong, it's, I'm going to fussy you in front of everybody. And my dad was like, the, <laughs> Uh, you know, my dad, you know, so for me, it was, you know, all the long ones was, was, were in Samoan, a majority, 85% Samoan, you know, you, the, the English word you might hear is amen, you know, or yeah, like Jesus, that's about, you know, but it was love and it was cultural, you know, I, I, I just can't be, you know, all, all I'm in there, I'm sleeping halfway and I, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, we're almost done. You know, it, it, just a lot of memories, man. You, know? yeah, you, you had to do your Thanksgiving going to, you know, uh, Pese, and, you know, it's like, bro, like, mom, you know, I speak a lot of English more than I be, speak Samoan. Even Hawaiian, you know, growing up, going to Hula and, you know, your Kumu and stuff like that, learning a Hawaiian language growing up was hard, you know. It's, it's just because the culture, you know, it's not something I use every day. And, you know, me being Meuli is like, okay, that side of me wants to be more, you know, hood and and you know that type so it was just you know but it's in all cultures you know what i'm saying like me being afrikasi i relate that to being aquaman because it's like when i left i was a i was the black kid in my village i was the newly one i was the popolo kid who didn't listen he was just like all the other niggas in the in the area you know and i was i kind of i mean i'm a hood like i'm a hood dude you know what i'm saying like you know i dress talk listen to rap music you know at that time i was smoking and drinking and you know, thugging and doing all kind of craziness, but mm-hmm. I was just a young kid, bro. I didn't know any better. I learned that now, but I was judged. And I think because I was judged, I went even harder, you know, like it was, oh, you don't like that I'm black? Okay, I'm going to be even more black, you know? And I didn't know what being black was back then. I thought it was thug, hood, like, no, that's not being black. Being mm-hmm. black is being proud of your heritage and your culture and understanding, you know, the HBCUs and promoting black excellence. That's being black. I didn't have that mindset back then. I was immature and ignorant to the life, you know, and I was ignorant, not stupid. I was ignorant. I didn't know any better because I did not know better. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of race racism because it's the definition of racism or racist is to think that one race is superior to another. It doesn't mean you don't like them, but if you think that your race is superior to another based off the skin color, you're racist, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm any better because I'm chocolate, baby. I'm, I'm hazelnut, French vanilla, right. you know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm any better. I might be better to some women and what they prefer. You know, it's not my fault this beard grow full. You see that? You see the beard? It's not my fault. Yes, sir, buddy. Um, it's not my fault that my hair, you know, the, the waves when I see my I just I had a bunch of hair, long hair, because you ain't had no cut. I just got my haircut and I got a little blonde in it, but Waves is about to come back, and I'm about to have them seasick out here. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not my fault, you know? And a lot of times, people are like, man, you do this and that, but it's like, you know what it's like to be me? You know what it's like to grow up like this? You know the struggle, the things I had to do? Mm-hmm. But people look at me. I'm black and so, like I'm black and Polynesian. Walking the streets sometimes mm-hmm. in, in, in Compton or in, in Hawaii or wherever I went, it's like, oh, you this from this hood? Because you that. Or you that. I look Mexican sometimes, too. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm getting pressed by everybody. You know, everybody, <laughs> you know, like, well, this a lot of people like to, you know, say they know something until they have to deal with it or live it. Like right now, you know, people like, oh, I don't got no food or, you know, uh, you got to eat your girl's cooking. You can't go out no more. <laughs> you got to live it, baby. You chose her. You wifed her up, you know. Right. Now you either better cook or you better or teach die. her how to do something. So eat these lucky yeah, charms. It, man. Racism is... <laughs> Hold that. <laughs> okay. Hey, but for real, um, fuck racism. That's what I got to say about that. You know, that's what it is. Excuse my French. I'm sorry for the kids that hear that, but y'all should say the same thing. Racism is bad, and it will always be bad, and it should always be bad. Yes, sir. 100%. Hey, it was, uh, speak, speaking on your waves, are you going to do a DJ Mustard wave check every now and again on social media or what? No, I don't like to brag. You know, sometimes <laughs> I slip and fall on my own drip, on my own drip. It's everywhere in the crib. You know, but, um, I mean, I might do a little wave check here and there because, like, you know, the light kind of getting a, a, this, like, one wave right here. So I know, and I just put on the do rag last night. But the beard, I'll do a beard check. My beard stay on point. I got a real eccentric, right. you know, chic beard. You know, the curls <laughs> in this thing is crazy. The hair is, like, wow, you know, it's... it's is is crazy the the voluptuousness of the beard when women and I mean shout out to Everyman Jack you know Team Everyman Jack they they helped your boy out by having my beard stay fresh and clean and it smells absolutely you know a woman I used to date was she said well you know my favorite thing about you is I was like what what is it it's the beard it's like you know it smells good I'm like yes that's that that cedar wood what what little, what little bro say that's that splash. That's that splash. <laughs> Don't worry, sweetheart. Don't worry, sweetheart. That's that splash. <laughs> so, no. End of the day, man. You know, just be you. Love what you got. You know. Because there's some things that I had for sure. But I'm I'm grateful for what I got. You know, I, I wish I was six five for sure. I wish I was. But this, this six three will do the job. Right. You know? <laughs> Shit, I wish I was six foot. Shit. <laughs> 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 I'm over here complaining about 6'3", and you want to be six foot, man. Look at that. Right. I'm saying. God is good. God is good, man. All the time. God is good. I wish I I was six feet, but like you said, man, six feet would do the job. (laughs) And you got the beard, though. You Look at you. You got the beard. Your beard is on point. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. He was born with that beard. (laughs) <laughs> Straight out the Sorry. womb, bearded out. Hey, DJ I mean? was born with that mustache. I was, no, I was. That mustache was fresh since now. Shit, I wish my yeah, beard smelled good. My shit smelled like bong water. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you watch Hey, D, thank you. Yes, I'm gonna send you oh, something. Hell yeah. Something. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got to get y'all right, man. Like, I had y'all here like that. Come on now. <laughs> hey, but, but like I said, was, man, I appreciate you coming back on the podcast, right, man. It's man. always a blessing, bro. I, I always love having conversations with you. Uh, you already know, the Tough Lock is TST Nation. We, we fucking love you, man. I'm, I'm proud as fuck of you. I, I, I can't wait to, I can't wait to that number one spot hits, man. And we, we're going to be in the be in a line, line waiting for you, man. Yes, sir. Man, it's crazy, man. I, like, I remember when you talked about doing this, man, and what it was going to turn into and how much you've done already and all the things you guys have all put in together as a collective, man. It's beautiful. I mean, honestly, like, this new – and, like, taking advantage of this new Zoom thing 
you know, mm-hmm. is dope because now you can see us forever. It's it's really a manifestation of what you believe in. I'm just grateful that I'm a, I'm I'm able to be a part of it. You know, I'm blessed to be a part of it. And I thank and I appreciate it. and I love all you guys for all that you guys do in getting us out there. Not just me, but all the other Paulies, all the other individuals that come on this podcast and and spread love and peace and do all that. You know what I'm saying? You guys help me grow to be better. You know, you guys allow me to be myself and and, and and do the things that that I, I love to do, man. I'm, I'm excited to do a podcast. I'm excited to go out there and spit this this love and this energy and this this vibe. I'm I'm, I'm excited to drip this drip. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes, sir. I'm excited to come out here and, and put love into the universe and put love in the air because it's what you really surround yourself with, and as well as what you surround yourself with. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might be having a bad day and they come listen to this and their whole life change. Somebody could be getting ready to commit suicide and they listen to this and be like, you know what? No, I ain't about to go do that. And you know what I'm saying? You never know what life or what you could affect or who you could be affecting at this moment in time. And for me, I just take the opportunity and, and, and appreciate what the what the universe has done for me in the sense of how it's allowed me to be who I am today. It was tough. It was hard. I, I definitely cried and 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 bled and, and sweat and everything through this life. You know, my wife, really, I've seen a lot with that. And I'm grateful for it, you know what I'm saying? And and, and it, that's what life is, though, man. When it's all over and said and done, I want to make sure that I have fun. And I did everything I was supposed to do, and I helped everybody that I could, you know what I'm saying? You can't help everybody, and that's the truth. But since I can't help everybody, everybody that I can't help, so hopefully somebody else can't help them. It's each right. one, each one. It's, it's we, all in this mo- we all in this thing together, you know what I'm saying? I think when people understand that, I think being a Polynesian, and I think that's why I'm... I don't want to be ahead of myself. I'll put the ego out there, but I think that's why I will be world champion. That's why I will be the guy because I come from a culture that speaks positivity and love. I come from a culture that shows that togetherness and ohana and nainga are things that manifest our, our, our culture. You know what I'm saying? The, the way we act, the way that we move, you know, you've never been to a poly barbecue that you couldn't eat at. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you never, you, you never really, had to worry about eating with any poly family. You you turn shit into sugar. You turn chicken shit into chicken soup. That's just what it is. I grew up eating Siamini and spaghetti, and I grew up eating bisubo and spaghetti. I eat. I, I grew up eating rice and eggs, and I thought it was was caviar. I don't even like caviar. I'd rather have rice and eggs any day. Yeah, for you know it. what I'm saying? Like our, anything from our our tattoos, our tatals. You know, we we influence the world. The the word tattoo comes from our cultural word tatal. You know what I'm saying? So. We've been influencing. You know, if we was as big as everybody else, I could only imagine what we could do. But it's not a racial. I don't think we're superior in any of that. Because I'm black, too. I'm black and proud, baby, fist up, Black Panther style. You know, like, it, I'm blessed to be who I am and have the culture that I have. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like going to the candy store and getting the choose, Baby, you can get whatever you want. It's on you. So, for me, <laughs> it's just a matter of, <laughs> it's just a matter of, of being grateful and taking with opportunities. Like, I, like I kind of explained in this podcast, a lot of it was just, Taking the shot, taking opportunities. You know, how you know what you're going to hit if you never shoot? You know, shoot or shoot, baby. And I'm going to shoot, so I can't shoot no more. You know, it's a lot of DMs I done took an L in. It's a lot of DMs I done got a W. Kobe! (laughs) (laughs) But it is what it is, you know? Like, it it is what it is at the end of the day, man. It's this life you got to live and understand it and move with it because that you never know. Like, especially going back to Nip, especially going back to Kobe, man, you just never know, bro. And, And as long as you make the impact while you're there while you're doing it it's gonna it's gonna bloom you know nipsey had so much more that he could have done but you know how much more people that he influenced because of his his death brought more light to a lot of things kobe's death was was kobe's death you know what i'm saying like it brought light to a lot of things you know um his daughter and and like his mentality like 
that mama mentality is stupid serious. It's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? And so me taking all those things and, and making it better. Like we gotta take what they did. I gotta take what Nip did. I gotta take what Kobe. I gotta take what all these individuals that, that have left us physically. Take what they did and make it better, you know? And so that the next time, because it's look, the people that are trying to make this world worse or 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 more negative are not stopping. Like Bob Marty said, when he got shot, when he came back the next day, he said, the people that are trying to make this world worse, they're not stopping. So why would I? So for me, that's the same process. It's like, what the hell? I'm gonna stop for. It's a it's a it's a it's a nonstop. It's TST nation and it's 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 a lot to do with that, you know. And I got a, another big thing announcement thing. I'm coming out with my own um I guess excuse me, my, my own um I'm losing it off the tip of my tongue right now, spitting this hotness. Um it's like my like your own charity, um uh foundation. It's called the two foundation, yes. I'm coming up with my own foundation. I've been working with my girl, Joy. Um, but I'm coming up with my own foundation. It's called the Two Strong Together Foundation. It's the TST Foundation, but TST stands for Two Strong Together. You know, we're going to be helping a lot of kids with cancer. We're going to be helping a lot of homelessness. We're going to have tackling a lot of issues. Um, it's going to be a foundation for everybody. There is no race. There is no credential. If we're here to help, why would I limit other people out that need the help? Mm-hmm. I don't care what color you look like That's or how, high you, how tall you are. It's stupid to me when people do that. Like, I'm not going to help you out because of the skin color. I'm not going to help you out because you ain't this this type of this. You ain't from this area. Like, I don't think we need to segregate our help. That's a part of the part of the bullshit, if you ask me. Why segregate help? You know, everybody needs something. At the end of the day, like, you know, but it is what it is. We just got to be the difference. That we, be the change you want to see. Been standing by that quote since I that last episode. That yes, was my sir. quote. Yes, you sir. See, you know, so if you're gonna knock, if you're gonna be about it, you better you better you better be about it. You know, and that's 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 ain't no half step. You know, but they would say ain't no such thing as halfway crooks, eight mile style. You right. <laughs> Come on now, but yeah, that's what it is, bro. I appreciate y'all and I love y'all and I appreciate y'all letting me get on this show and do my thing and be myself and talk the talk and you know. Show y'all that I can walk the walk because it's love. You know what I'm saying? It don't stop. We just gonna keep on moving and keep on grooving. You know what it is? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir um, yes, sir. is there anything you want to plug before you before we take off, folks? Well, y'all know I talk my ass off if I can. <laughs> hey man, we fucking love you, <laughs> no, no, it's love. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to shout out to my team. Good luck to my girl uh, Hannah Cyphers this weekend. Um, I love you, sweetie. You're you're an amazing person. You're gonna do it big, and I know you're gonna make us proud. Go ahead and knock Mackenzie Dern out. It's all love. She ain't gonna get too mad about it. Uh, she's right. a great jujitsu artist. Um, yes. Come do your thing. And she's uh, to my daughter coaches. to a legend too. Yeah. Hey, she is. She got that life. So I, ain't, I, ain't, it's gonna be a great fight. Um, shout out to just my boy Jamie Pickett, my boy Trey, all my teammates, man. You know, my boy Blackstar. Y'all about to hear about him too. The Damon Blackshear. He's a beast. He's about to get to the UFC too. We got a lot of killers coming in. You know, Bruno Oliveira from Brazil. Um, Hell yeah. Just everybody, shout out to my family holding me down. Shout out to my Iona family in Compton, TOS gang, uh, Temple of Salvation. Shout out to my family. I just shout out to everybody, man. It's just, it's love out here. Shout out to all my sponsors who to continue to support me. BPI Sports, you know, Everyman Jack, um, everybody, you know. Um, shout out to the bar that, that you know, the neighborhood here in North Carolina. Shout out to you guys. You guys support me. It's a lot, man. And shout out to the tough block. You know, every time I come to the block, it's a party. Oh, it is. 
You know what it is with me, man. It's love. I'm going to send y'all some stuff. Too. I'm going to send y'all some shirts. Y'all just got to give me the address, the company address, so I can send a box for one big box for all y'all, you know? Oh, yeah. man, that that's not yes, good to me. Y'all some love. Y'all just got to make sure y'all give me y'all sizes and everything like that, man. It's, it's love out here. And for one sure. thing I can say is, you know, everybody or anybody who's listening, share this podcast. Share every podcast you can. Show these guys love, man. They working hard. They they We young and we, we live and we trying to do it all. So if they trying to put in the work, all you gotta do is support. It ain't it ain't too easy to click a share button. You, y'all out here sharing this garbage. Y'all out here sharing this nonsense. Y'all can share some good, bro. Y'all could go out here and share some love. So everybody listen to this. Go ahead and share it. Post it. It's not that hard. You think it's is it cost you? Is it free to do it? If it's free, you better be. If you if, if you can, you better do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's real out here. We we are as good as we, you know, as we support in reality. Yes, sir. Uh, we we got to look out for us, and it's not just a people. It ain't just race, nothing like that. It's just each one, teach one. You know, we we in this thing together. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody that's listening, share this podcast. You know, mine's especially. <laughs> but uh, take what you can and learn and grow from it. Share these experiences. Share this love. Share this wisdom, man. It ain't mine. It's, it ain't my wisdom. I just learned it and I, and I applied it and I use it. It ain't mine. It don't belong to me. You know, it's for everybody. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's a pleasure, and I thank you guys, and I just want everybody to go out there, just show some love, man. Be more, be more kind out there. Show more love, man. We the world needs it right now. You know, take care of the kids, man. Like just, it's crazy out here. Shout out, oh, big shout out. My sister passed away from cancer. Another one, uh, baby, I love you, Athena Lavelle. Um, man, died from from breast cancer. And it sucked because it was so bad. She left behind a, a husband and her child, my nephew. Uh, shout out to you, Athena. I love you, and I'll be. You know, they're soon mad. We're going to get up. Um, and we're going to do a big for Athena. Everybody, anybody who got cancer, we're going to do a big for y'all, man. I'm always going to get in that red cage and do a big for those who, who battle what we battle. A lot of people don't understand the that, but, you know, shout out to uh, my sister, though, and shout out to one of my, you know, close friends at the moment right now. You know, her aunt also passed away from cancer. You know, her aunt Lynn and, you know, Lexi Crunkleton, I just want you to know we love you and, and I love your aunt Lynn and I hope that you know, her death symbolizes growth in the way that you could be everything that she allowed you and wants you to be. Um, but yeah, that's basically it for me, guys. That's a, that's pretty much a, uh, that's a wrap. You know, time to wrap the party up on the block. <laughs> yeah. You know, to start cleaning up everybody. It's time to do fails. You know, <laughs> make sure you pack your plate because if the food is gone, ain't no more coming out. You know, <laughs> ain't no more coming back. You ain't gotta go home, but you sure gotta get the you hell up out of here. <laughs> Chop it up. Clap it up. We also security in this mug. You feel me? <laughs> For real. But, hey, like I said, it was, I appreciate you, man. I love yeah, you. Yeah, man. And where can the people find you? Uh, oh, yeah. So if you guys want to find me, if you guys haven't checked out before, you can find me on Instagram at Too Strong Taylor. You can find me on YouTube at Too Strong Taylor. You can find me on Twitter at Too Strong D. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, my light page is going to be too strong, Taylor. You can find me on um, anywhere social media. Oh, you can find me on, on uh, TikTok as well. I mean, I don't really bust down on there like that, but I might, you know, <laughs> everything. But uh, you can find me on there as too strong. That's where you do the weight checks, That's where you do the weight checks on TikTok. Yes, sir, buddy. And then you can go ahead and go. I got to update my website, but you can go to my website. It's the tstnation.com. Um, we're going to be we're do, we're updating it right now. I'm going to get some new merch up there coming up in the next month. Um, we got a lot of things coming. Stay tuned. You know, Instagram was, is really where I do a lot of stuff, um, especially Facebook, my like page, and a lot of Twitter, a lot of, you, you know, YouTube content is going to be coming out. But if you want to find me, you guys can find me there. 
Um, and if you want to find me, baby, just slide at your own risk. Tell me, slide at your own risk. You know, slide in, expect to slide right back out. You know, hey, because TSC likes to drive the boat. Hey, let him know. Look, I don't got this beer for no reason. <laughs> All of us got beers in here, so I'm gonna keep it confidential. But you know the vibe. Monix, any closing statements? Not give your hand up, I just, uh, I just want to say thank you again for coming on, brother. We really appreciate it. You know, we're definitely part of TST Nation, and. Uh, Again, to thank you for all the listeners. Comment, like, share, subscribe, like Brother Man said. And uh, thank you for coming on again, bro. Love, I love. I was appreciated, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I also, also want to say, bro, you know, thank you for having me back, bro. You're an amazing guy, bro, an amazing husband, bro, and a better fighter, man. And it's a journey to watch you grow, bro. And like you said, everything's patience, bro. Everything's really patient. And it's just going to be awesome, man, just watching you get to the top, bro. Hey, hey, from one extremely good looking beer to another, I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate it. It's all love, man. I love you guys, man. Love you too, bro. Hey, for our audience, man, make sure you go in front too strong, man. I'm telling you. Yes. There's a reason why we bring them on. And, like, one, you're my brother, but two, my man is on, is on his way. He's on his way. Don't, don't miss this train. Jump on now. Because once he's on, it's, it's, it's so getting expensive. You better hop on. You better buy your ticket now because it's getting expensive. Because if you can't get on, <laughs> you ain't getting on. It ain't no freebies right. over here, baby. You're right. Here we go. I'm saying. But like I said again, brother, um, thank you again. I love you. My uh, audience, you can find me, T-U-F-E-L-E um, underscore on IG and Twitter. Uh, follow the Tough Block Podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. All of that good stuff, man. And uh, just know, Tough Block Podcast is TST Nation. You know what it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, y'all hold it down and never frown, man. TST out. I'm out of here, man. Love y'all. Love y'all. Love you Peace. Too, bro, man.